0: Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started.
1: March Madness for Women's College Hoops is finally here. The NCAA revealed the 64 teams battling it, battling to make it to the Final Four and Champions in Dallas, tonight I'm breaking down the bracket with a few female hoopers, C-Sun Serafina Malupe, Nashi Katron, and WNBA star Noelle Quinn. So stay tuned as we break down the game plan, predictions, and so much more coming up next on AfterBuzz TV. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV,
0: and now let the buzz begin!
1: It's only fitting for us to come out to March Madness. Hey! hey. Welcome!
0: Hey. Guys, we gotta
1: get turned here. We're, we're ladies night. It's ladies night. Hey! Hey. hey, come on, guys I know you can dance. Yeah.
2: Let's go right here. Uh, what? Come um, on, Diana! Know, I changed. I changed my ways for the good. <laughs> for the
1: good. Of the- <laughs> well, it's March Madness, everyone. If you're not hyped for March Madness, there is something wrong with you. Clearly, I mean, the en- The men's selection Sunday was yesterday, but tonight we we're talking about the women's boots. Tonight, selection Monday. That's all we're talking about. So. Stay tuned for this. Um, so, guys, welcome. I'm your host, Reina Ale. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, Raina underscore Ale. I have the pleasure of introducing my panelists. Thank you guys so much for coming on with me tonight.
2: Thank you for having yes. us. Thank you for having Nashie, us.
1: Nashi, where can we find? Oh, my, Mount Sack, St- Mount sorry, Mount Sack and Pepperdine alum, Nashi yes. Patron is here with me. Nashi, can you tell um, everyone where we can find you on social media?
2: You can find me on Instagram. At Gogo Go-Go-Nashi, G-O-G-O-N-A-S-H-I-I.
1: And then we also have Cal State Northridge. She just finished her junior season uh, for Cal Northridge. We have Serafina Malupe. Serafina works, we can you find you on um, your social media.
0: Instagram, uh, Fina, F-I-N-A-A <laughs> underscore three, and then Twitter. Fina underscore Malupa three F-I-N-A underscore Malupa M-A-U-L-U-P-E three
1: Hey now, and then last but not least We have our WNBA star Nice star. Star star <laughs> <straight>. Coach <laughs> of the year, <laughs> by the way This is Coach of the Year too Shout <laughs> out to Bishop Montgomery Knights, nice, who just won the CIF championship Congratulations Thank Noe, you. where Thank can we find you on your social media
3: um, accounts? Twitter I'm Twitter. old school <laughs> uh, I am so L-A 4-5
1: I That's am so a LA really 45. good Twitter
2: yes, name. I'm so, so LA. LA.
3: That's really <laughs> everything good. is LA about me. You know <laughs> <laughs> what I mean. We <laughs> <laughs> you gotta come
1: back to Sparks. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we'll we'll uh, talk about that incredible? later.
1: <laughs> 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 Remember to follow all things After Buzz TV at After Buzz TV on Instagram, Twitter, and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channels. Share tonight's s- special selection Sunday. Um, selection Monday excuse me (laughs) so um, and yeah let's go ahead and get it started so um, you guys saw the breakdown for today and we're going to go region by region all so right. first, let's talk about the Bridgeport region. I mean, the number one seed in this region, of course, UConn. is U- UConn. UConn. Yep. Um, I mean, this is their eighth time going undefeated in the NCAA tournament. And went, they went 32-0 and 0 this season under Coach Gina Auriema, <coughs> who and they will open up with Al- Albany in their first round. Um, so a few no- notable teams in the Bridgeport region. We have number two, Duke, number three, Maryland, and number four, the Bruins. Hey! You <laughs> of course, we have a former <laughs> Bruin over here. Um but yeah. let's 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 break down with UConn, okay? I mean come on, they're they're talented. They've been talented for years. Um Gino has built a tremendous program. I mean it's very hard to keep a streak going. Um but what stands out to me the most about this team is they three they three young players. We have Katie Lou Samerson Shot the lights out the Baby other ten men. for ten. 10 for SoCal 10 kid 10 too. Wow. SoCal hey. kid. It's yeah, modern, modern day. day. Yeah. That's right. Um, ten for ten. I mean, she broke records there. She's a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nafisa Collier. She's a sophomore as well. And then Gabby Williams, a junior. So these three um, clearly, it's it's scary that they're they're young. They're mm-hmm. they're going to return next mm-hmm. year. So it's can That's only right. get better. Yeah. Do you guys see UConn losing in this bracket? No. Why?
0: Well, because. Well starting off with defense, defense, you know, wins game wins games and they hold their opponent fifty four points a game. Mm-hmm. So that's a big thing. And they're just very disciplined. They're very disciplined. Gino has them, you know, very structured and just playing within themselves as a team and like I said it starts on the defensive end mm-hmm. and that's what sets them apart.
1: What about you guys? What do you say
3: about UConn? I mean, what's interesting about UConn is they don't rebuild, they reload. Um, Mm. They lost Mm -hmm. three of their top players to the draft last year, and it's like no one expected them to continue on this win streak, 100-plus wins now, and it's just amazing how Geno year after year just gets the best out of all of them and I think they're on a high right now they're rolling like she said they play within themselves they play within the system and they're very hard to beat from every position they have weapons
2: I think what really sets UConn apart from other teams across the entire nation is that they spend their recruiting time their preseason time their during season time preparing to win a national championship not Mm -hmm. conference not game by game. Of course, they say each game matters, but the way they build their program, the way that they run their program, before they even get there, they pick out players that they know can psychologically remain calm, collected, under pressure, mm-hmm. and also have a huge gap in skill level. I mean, talent, you know, talent always can can get, can get beat you. with fundamentals and with mm-hmm. skill, but you can't see both of those factors, even from the age of 13, 12, when these, their recruiting is just immaculate. Mm-hmm. There's no one in the nation that can beat them in recruiting. That I personally feel. And they spend their entire season preparing for that championship game, the most nerve-wracking game in the entire season, in the entire country. And every single day they prepare for that. Mm-hmm. Psychologically, they're just they're tuned in and I doubt that anybody can even come close to, to rattling that cage.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. UConn, they, as a player, I mean, all three of you guys played, you want to go after UConn. You mm-hmm. want to play yeah. UConn. As competitive, I know all three of you guys are super competitive. And one thing about them in this tournament, every single team, they want to beat them so mm-hmm. bad, so they're going to bring out their best efforts. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Gino is just a great coach. He's, his coaching staff is amazing. He knows what he wants in his players, and he um, obviously has built that his entire career. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys were coaching against UConn, how would you prepare a team to play them? What was are what some of the factors that you would instill in your players to get them ready for?
2: I mean, I think that the biggest thing to even try to do against UConn is to not so much go overall as a team, but you got to break down each and every single player. Mm-hmm. UConn has players that are absolutely just amazingly happy with just being the best rebounder the best screen setter the best assist giver in the entire country so you have to break that person down and some way, somehow, try and find something that's not five-star and ride that into the ground, especially when you have to have your players wrap their entire minds around that person, around that weakness, and you have to just, I mean, pull those strings. So pull those strings. The
1: role Individually,
2: yeah, instead of as a whole. As a whole, I mean, their unit, you can go all the way to three sections deep in this team, to the third row, and you're still going to have the same outcome unless you start picking them apart one by one.
1: hmm what do you guys think
2: about UConn? I'd say as a coach, I would prepare
0: them mentally more than anything because sure. I want to get my players confidence to know that they can go against the best of the best, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, like, just every day in practice letting them know that – just giving them that confidence that they need and just preparing every day, taking one day at a time. And like, like, she said, like you said, and just breaking down, like, the personnel one by one. And um, I just believe it starts with mentally, like mentally getting them ready. I
1: and mean, you come from a, a program that 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 enforces the mental game. Yes, Coach Jason Flowers. Coach. I mean, he's he's a great coach. He's turned season around. I yes. mean, I'm sure you can attest to mm. how important the your mental game is. It um, how it applies to your yes
0: game because I mean, physically your body starts breaking down and. That's when the mental toughness comes in, mm-hmm. and just knowing that you can still do it. So, definitely, that's the most important thing personally.
1: Mm-hmm. Coach of the year? Uh, <laughs> of the how years. would you coach? I mean, that's you know, you come in your first time you're coaching, you went to CIF championship. I mean, you <laughs> come in and <laughs> <laughs> you have like the same who, level. Who does wow, it. I mean, I, I mean, can't can even at <laughs> the same like, level. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, how would you coach against a team like you? Yeah, what uh, was uh, something that you would
3: to, to piggyback on the mental aspect of it? I think you have to understand you can't make mistakes. The game is 40 minutes. It's possession by possession. And just to instill that, it's one game. It takes one game to beat this team, and you have to give it all. You leave everything you have on the court. But, again, just possession by possession, you cannot make mistakes. And I think Mm -hmm. you have to be just as physical with UConn as they are with teams. Mm -hmm. I think they out. Hustle teams, yeah. they out physical teams if that's a word, and they just outplay teams. Mm-hmm. My team, if I were to play against them, we have to know that we have to compete mm-hmm. and we have to compete at a high level and like I said, we can't make any mistakes and that's probably what I would go into doing to prepare. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
1: you know what's tough about UConn, it's like you usually you'll play a zone for teams that can't shoot, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they, they can they shoot. shoot. <laughs> <We gotta laughs> <it>. But then <laughs> you wanna play man to man, but then they, they got some big girls. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's like they're they're killing you either way. Mm-hmm. Pick your um, poison. Pay boys, yeah. yeah. and you know what I'm saying? So, um, with UConn, I, I would say maybe their top three might maybe try to get them in foul trouble, mm-hmm. um, you know, make their, their bench players step up <coughs> as opposed to their top three players. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, UConn, I think those three guards that w- I mean, those two players that we highlighted, I feel like they're smart enough to not, mm-hmm. and that's a scare. They're young players yes. too, so yeah. they have the rest of the year, mm-hmm. uh, their rest of their years to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, UConn. <laughs> I don't see them losing at all on this Do you game. think South
3: Carolina can compete with them? I do. Yeah.
1: I do. I think mm. the physicality of, um, that's a word, of uh, South Carolina, of mm-hmm. how they play, I think that's something that can get uh, UConn startled a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, skill-wise, I do think UConn is a little bit better yeah. all around, but I do think um, that physical, that hustle um, play that Dawn Staley has instilled yeah. into her players, yeah. I think that that – Can bring them make it close at least Mm -hmm. for with South Carolina. What do you guys feel about South Carolina? Yeah, coming up next actually. Like you Mm -hmm. said,
0: like the team with the less mistakes will win the game. Mm -hmm. You know, um, South Carolina, like you said, they're very physical inside, but it's just staying disciplined, not being, not getting in foul trouble. Um, Yeah, I think South Carolina will be a good matchup for UConn. Mm -hmm.
2: I think the biggest uh, drawback with South Carolina is that they're not good playing away from home, Mm -hmm. and now for what is it the at least the second mm-hmm. or yeah second time now mm-hmm. yeah, their region so. is far away from home mm-hmm. and don staley has only made it to the final 4 out of her 4 year window when they played in the Eastern time zone, mm-hmm. and now they're back out of that, I think that that, you know, it's not really a big deal when you look at it from an outside perspective, but if you look into the details, the different time zones, the time you wake up, the time you train, the time you practice, the time you do shoot around, all those little details, they shake and they rattle your cage yeah, in regards to your preparation mentally. Mm-hmm. So I think that if... South Carolina can get over this regional hump, mm-hmm. I think that they're really going to shock a lot of people by going pretty deep in this tournament.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of touched on what I was going to talk about next to the Stockton region because um, they, uh, out of the, the entire Stockton region, there is three, only three teams that are in the West Coast I have and all the rest of them are on the East Coast wow. they have to do yeah. the time change show wow. that's that's going to we're going to talk about that a little later though um, but uh, bringing it back to the Bridgepoint region your you're Bruins yes
0: <laughs> here we go got them <laughs> in there <laughs> the Bruins Spr- I'm
1: so excited for Me them too. they got mm-hmm. the four seed um, but so. I wanted to ask you so the the You've had your fair share of coming into the tournament. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, but I'm pretty sure that was super exciting. Mm-hmm. Never experienced that, but I'm sure it was very, <laughs> <laughs> very <laughs> exciting to hear your name <laughs> call on TV. But, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> um, so the Pac-10 then mm-hmm. to the Pac-12 now, mm-hmm. how is it, has it changed since
3: I mean, played? Stanford, when I played, was always pretty dominant. You knew that they were going to win the Pac-10 at, at that time. The Pac-12 on um, any given night any team can win i think that uh, the competitiveness day in and day out of that um conference has improved mm-hmm. um Oregon state is a powerhouse right now i mean stanford is going to be stanford they won the conference championship washington you got my bruins you, i mean every every team um every night is a difficult matchup and i think um it's a, a testament a testament to coaching, recruiting, um, keeping, getting in uh, big recruiting classes. And a lot of the West Coast kids are kind of staying West Coast, but we're getting like some big recruits from Texas and other state right. parts of the state. So um, shout out to the Pac-12. I think um, mm-hmm. it's a great representation of the West Coast, and I'm super, super, super excited about um, seeing them do well in the tournament.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Pac-12, they have seven teams total in yeah, the that's. tournament right now. So how do you guys feel about UCLA and, and this particular bracket right now. What's that face? Oh, come on. What's I mean, that face? people not
2: aren't going to like my answer to this question. Uh-oh. oh
1: Uh-oh. Go ahead, girl.
2: And from my honest opinion, from my basketball opinion, from my outside perspective, looking at the Big 12, looking, like, looking at the A-10, the ACC, all these other conferences, I feel that the Pac-12 is not the Pac-10 that they used to be. And I feel like they're Hollywood. What? Why, I feel that Hollywood? Stanford is Stanford, <laughs> but I feel that Teams like UCLA, like Washington, Plum, Plums the one, not the two. Two, two, two teams she made it to the final four last year. Mm-hmm. Two, two. But I feel that most of the most of the the highlights that UCLA is getting are from the men's side, not because of the women. That's what I feel like. I feel like on a national perspective, once they start playing these East Coast and Midwest teams, I feel like they're going to be dropped pretty quick, and I feel like that's one of the reasons why they're starting to recruit outside of the local zone, because they know that they need that. I don't think that they're going to go far with what they have.
1: So you don't think UCLA is going to make it past...
3: Seeing that Katie Lou is from the West Coast and she's going to UConn,
2: a lot of those West Coast kids are making those East Coast schools good as well. Mm -hmm. They are, but they're they're getting picked up real quick to teams that are training to win a national championship. I feel like Pac-12. A lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of the bragging rights are just because they want to win the Pac-12. I feel like Stanford is is really the only one that has a possible opportunity of handing UConn another loss, but I feel like that's because mentally they're there, they're used to that, they're used to being there, they're used to taking those steps. It's hard to have, you know, teams that come up off of hype to last in the long show when you have all these other teams. Like people just started talking about Oregon State; they've been decent all year though. But it wasn't until UCLA took a loss or until Washington took a loss that people are now jumping shoot. The Pac twelve is fickle like that, in my personal opinion. They're gonna jump to whatever's hot, whatever they feel like. Okay, this one lost. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> well, we're gonna touch why on think this it's team. Fickle.
3: I that's why I think it's competitive mm-hmm. because there's no clear cut one person. Yeah. We could talk about the conference that UConn is in. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Yeah. Hands <laughs> down. Yeah. I yeah. feel like you don't know in the Pac twelve that makes it so good. Every team is competitive at least. Yeah.
1: Yeah, not a lot of conferences have teams that match up with each each other. Every single game, almost every single game that you're going to play is tough. You play Thursday and Saturday. Your Thursday game and Saturday might be
2: tough, too. Mm -hmm. Usually you have a day
1: off. You're like, okay, I have an easier team. Mm -hmm. But no, for the Pac-12, I have to say that each of them, they they match up well with Mm -hmm. each
2: other. Pac-12 is exciting, and it will remain exciting. But Mm -hmm. I feel like on a competitive scale, Pac-12 is really only competitive with Mm Pac-12. I don't feel like, you know... Going all the way through, all the way down that river, all the way home, I don't see very many teams doing it and doing it consistently. Anybody can make it there once, but even if you look on the men's side a lot of these teams that pop out of nowhere don't come back again. Mm. So I would be interested to see a team like UCLA go all the way through. and That's going to be shocking to me. As a West Coast kid, I'd be happy. I'm always going to go for a West Coast team. Right. But in the long run, if if a team like UCLA or even Washington, Oregon State can can trickle their way in and squeeze through those you know those mazes, I think that is going to be great. But I still will be shocked for the long haul.
1: Fina, what what are your thoughts uh, on UCLA before we move on?
2: UCLA, well.
1: You've played against a few Pac-12 school. Uh, Have you played against we Pac-12? We played
0: against this year. We played against Stanford and Washington. Yeah. Dominant, very dominant team. Mm-hmm. It was so good, so disciplined, especially playing against uh, Kelsey Plum. Just watching her play, I was just, like, amazed. I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, going with UCLA, I mean, their, their leader is Jordan Canada. She's mm-hmm. a great point guard. Um, and she sets the tone for the team. And having Monique, having Monique Billings inside, you know, it's tough to guard her. She's super athletic. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing against Boise State, that'll definitely be a good matchup. But I'd say UCLA will definitely put on a good run. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm for West Coast teams as well, so mm-hmm. UCLA will definitely <laughs> will will show out.
1: Uh, last last note before we move on from the Bridgepoint uh, region, uh, Maryland. They, mm. It was a kind of a mm-hmm. snub. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of analysts are saying that they did get, that they took it done dirty yeah. <laughs> a little yeah. bit. Um, they yeah. got yeah. the number two seed. Did you see them in this Yukon bracket, or did you see that they feel like they should deserve a number one spot somewhere else?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's evident that the committee uh, – Decided on different things this year. Um, I think they were looking more toward what you did um, toward the end of your season. Uh, they won their conference championship, I believe, right? And um, yeah. mm-hmm. they were they, they won thirty games and they won their uh, league. So to me, I feel like they didn't get the respect that they needed. But mm-hmm. that's yeah. the motivation you need. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if it uh, they play with the chip on their shoulder and we'll see how they respond to um, what they felt like they were snub. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I think it's good. It's good
2: motivation for mm-hmm. them.
1: Mm, I think so, too. Yeah. What do you guys
2: think? I, yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, with players like Walker, mm-hmm. uh, Cambro, or Jones, I feel that, I mean, they barely, they won by a 10-point deficit, but in their conference tournament, they barely beat Purdue. And Purdue is one of those teams that kind of came out of uh, nowhere, mm-hmm. right off the top. I mean, Ashley Morsetti, she came in, and she's been like, Off the wall. Despite her frame, despite how she looks, she scores from all ends of the court. And she gave Maryland a run for their money. Mm -hmm. And she's the only senior on their team. The only one. And so the entire team is still young. So they really weren't prepared to go as far as they did even in their conference tournament. Mm -hmm. And to have that one player on a team that isn't really prepared to go to the next level, still almost take that away from you, I don't think that they're going to make it far in the tournament because I don't think that they're mentally prepared to do mm-hmm. what it takes to have an entire 40 minutes of definitely not having one player just hand it to you. Right? They didn't have a challenging schedule. That was
3: another thing. Their yeah. schedule wasn't as challenging. Their RPI wasn't high. But, like, in the tournament, one game. That's yeah. all be, yeah. you need. Yep. Just one game. So, like, it'll be, it'll be it'll fun be It'll be watch. fun. That,
1: yeah. That's definitely going to be a fun Um a fun region to watch, mm-hmm. so let's move on to the Stockton region. We did talk about Don Staley's South Carolina team, mm-hmm. and they got snubbed for sure, <laughs> yeah. obviously, with, with going to back in time like to the west coast to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I feel Coach Staley's frustration, by the way, she's now that she was the USA um mm-hmm. coach. Congratulations! Yes, awesome. that is also awesome. uh, 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 yeah, well deserved. Out yes, sure. um, I gotta clap on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so we all agree. South Carolina got snubbed for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, as a coach, I guess coach player wise, coach and player, both both sides. How would you prepare for going into something a big tournament like this, and you're like mentally and physically prepare yourself to compete in the Stockton region if you are on the South Carolina's team?
0: Jeez.
2: <sighs> I mean, you you gotta even here like you gotta look at the teams that that are on here. Um, you know, a lot of these teams. They can give you a run for your money, like Noelle said, on any given day. It's just one night. So with that being said, I feel like not only for herself, but for her team, and not only for the coach, but her team. Sometimes you just got to play for the coach. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just got to play for the program. Sometimes you just got to play so that way people know where you should be that next following year. And South Carolina has all the tools to do that. They're all eyes. I feel like a lot of eyes, most eyes in this entire conference, besides maybe Oregon State or Marquette. All the eyes are going to be on South Carolina because we all know they got gypped. Yes. So I I feel that they can come out and they can make a statement for not only this tournament, but tournaments to come, especially in the regional and seeding, to pretty much change the whole dynamic of the cards that they've been dealt so far.
1: Yeah, I personally think the Stockton region is the toughest mm-hmm. out of the four. Um, you know, we have Mississippi State, Washington, Louisville, Gonzaga, represented by the WCC. I think, mm-hmm. and yeah. then South Carolina. They, they're going to have some tough teams to go mm-hmm. against. So there's not yeah. one easy team, you know yep. what I'm saying? So, um I don't know that's going to be pretty tough for them um but moving on we have long beach state representing <laughs> the big yeah, west. west super out to long beach state <coughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of is, long beach state it. friends that's
2: insane. <laughs> let's, let's go that's
1: so awesome uh yes. any team in the big west i feel because mm-hmm. it's all local mm-hmm. i mean that's awesome to, to see a team go and compete in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, Fina, I know you've played against Long- You yeah. had your fair share of yep. Long Beach State. Uh, yes. I mean, they're playing, they're matching up with Oregon State. Oregon number State, two yeah. Um, what do you think that Long Beach State needs to do to prepare for Oregon State?
0: Um, definitely Oregon State, they're big inside. They are, you know, that's that's the main factor that they're going to need to focus on. Um, definitely their inside play, um, you know, I feel Long Beach, you know, they're they're a hardworking team, and I feel they're they're going to be mentally prepared for this game, but they just need to focus their personnel on the post players and inside for uh, for Oregon State. So
3: yeah. Oregon State Sydney Weiss shout out shout out shout to State her big guard. Guard. guard yeah she lefty is, yeah. nice um, something
2: guard. about lefty players man I'm yeah. so mm. such a yeah. it's, I feel like it's lefty season Yeah, Kelsey Plone Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 talk about her
1: soon too Whew. Um, but what do you guys think how do you think Long Beach I mean I, I'm all for it I hope mm. you know it's hard to play against
0: it's,
1: bigger teams that you're yeah, not really used to I mean I, it's I don't know. You just got to hope that they, if you're going to play zone against the big girls that they don't make these outside mm-hmm. shots. Yeah. Pick your poison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think Long Beach State needs to do
2: against um, OSU, Nashi? Uh, did, I mean, do we know how many tournament appearances they've had lately? Who, OSU? Uh, Long, uh, or Long, or Long Beach? Beach State. This is
0: their first ones in like 27, Forever. Yeah, Forever. 27 years. Right? Like that. Been yeah, it's been a while, yeah.
2: I mean, seeing them even in your guys' conference, they're one of those teams that if they get that spark, yeah. They're next level. hmm So, I'm really looking at it like this. If Long Beach State comes out like the beach, Long Beach State, <laughs> that they can be, I mean, they're going to give Oregon a run for their money yes. because once they click and they have that cohesive chemistry they're willing to
1: (laughs) (laughs) they're willing to do whatever it takes I I mean you know because you know I just
2: look all the way I just look all the way across the board like Kelsey Plum like I know we're gonna get into her but like I feel like they only took their first loss because the rest of the team watched the Kelsey Plum show. <laughs> yeah, You know? Like, you're still a D1 athlete, too. I think that cohesively, you know, mm. I like to see whole teams go at it. I don't like the individual stardom of it all. I, like, I think that that's how you get your tradition going, and I think that's how you have repeats. And I think that we're just not there yet. I've Growing up, I mean, there was nothing bigger to me than USC, what? Uh, just saying because I come uh, from a USC family, but I was a diehard Pac-12 fan, and I want to be a diehard Pac-12 fan in women's basketball again. And in order for us to do that, we need a few more Final Fours. Yeah, that's I agree.
1: it. I mean, but then again, you know, back back when we were playing, it, it's it's just a different ball game. I mean, you it see is. it starting out even in high, in school, high school. It is. It's yep. just the level of. Of competition, Mm -hmm. yeah, you see the level of, I guess enthusiasm and drive for Mm -hmm. the game. Yeah, not it's not the same. I don't know exactly what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but it is different from when we grew up. I grew up watching the pack. 10 mm-hmm. yeah. to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't put my finger on it now, but it's just it's just a different style. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. I don't know if you guys I, What do you
3: guys feel it like? is? I want to say social media has a lot to do with it. So, yeah, when I was a kid, yeah. not trying to date myself, but I <laughs> was playing outside all the time yeah. in the gym all the time, open gyms all the time, and I really wasn't like doing anything else, because I knew f- for a fact I had a passion to play basketball, and I love basketball. Yeah. And so now it's like these kids, and then I didn't have a personal trainer. No, I mean, <laughs> I had a coach, and that was it. And so it's just different. These <coughs> kids are into different things. More so this, instead of, like, shooting a basketball. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just think the generation is different, and it's I technology, I think.
1: Uh, Fina, you're you're kind of in the in the yeah. younger generation. <laughs> oh, and yeah. We're kinda of like oh, old school. Back in
0: my day. You're back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any thoughts about how uh I guess the game is just different now Where's who who did you question for you, who did you um admire growing up you're model your game um,
0: after? From the female side, Chrissy Tolliver. Oh uh, man, that was my girl. I just which that was really at, sets your age, when right. Yeah, Which really right. was at Maryland Yeah, um, uh, that was like my, my favorite, like, cool. person to watch, in Candace Parker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but like I feel like, like we have this generation has changed a lot because of social media. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, they always have to post when they're working out. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, oh, you know, I'm God. in the gym <laughs> taking <laughs> selfies. Hey, so it's just, yeah, yeah if
1: you, like if like, it's not on the gram, like, you didn't do it you, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah. so it's just like you know like social media has changed yeah. our generation a lot and it could be a good thing could be a bad thing mm-hmm. you know so uh,
1: to point on that though it could be a good thing mm-hmm. because i saw um it, this is football a high school football recruit um received his scholarship um through a um through an instagram or like something that he that was on instagram like his mm-hmm. highlight he wasn't right. really he- heavily recruited arizona dang i wish i had his um his name but his he received a scholarship actually through some of the social media posts that wow. was like you know like those Twitter mm-hmm. highlight yeah. thing it was yeah. on somebody's I'm like oh wow recruit him and wow. that's you know so mm-hmm. it it could be it a positive be good, yeah. and it can be a negative Absolutely. thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. But um but yeah just not to get off topic yes. but I do feel yeah. like the, the generation is, is just different from accidental yeah. <laughs> now. Um
2: but yeah so I, let's I mean I think that in this day and age not to hit my age either but i <laughs> i worship diana trossi oh, that man, yeah. woman is just not not only on the court but off the court mm-hmm. meeting her mm-hmm. spending time with her mm-hmm. phenomenal mm-hmm. phenomenal and i think that the way technology has changed in sports ball is now life Yeah. So it's no longer a hobby for us to potentially, hopefully, struggle to get a scholarship. You can make a lucrative and amazing career out of playing basketball. Mm -hmm. As a woman now, here or worldwide, I think that's great. But with all those different outlets come all the different distractions. You have so many girls now who I've personally seen not even make a community college team, mm. but they have 100,000 followers and they're posting dribbling <laughs> yeah. videos. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, that's you're true. trash. <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> you're not one of us. Yeah, like, that's, and, that's and it's not, not, not to like
2: block them out, but all they do is post these videos. Yeah. And kids nowadays, if you have all those resources, there's no reason why you, sh- you should yeah. not be talented, why you should lack in any that's department. Mm-hmm. With all the physical training and development, that's you can... You know, hashtag handle life and see all these different videos <laughs> yeah. to get your left hand right, to get mm. sprint workouts. So I feel like today's day and age it's literally become more of a trend mm. than an actual, you know, like livelihood. Mm. So
1: before we, uh, we go on to the last two regions, that kind of sparked a question for me. How do you think AAU... Ball has changed over the years from from now to to how it was before. I know we briefly touched on it at the last show, mm-hmm. but how do you guys feel like AAU ball is now as opposed to it was back when you were playing? And then
2: I, I think school. that it's still I think that is still very talented, but I think that that's overshadowed overshadowed by popularity.
3: There's so many teams, yeah, mm-hmm. so many teams, and it's um, taken. It's not they're not doing the kid. It's doing the kids a disservice, yes. by not you know. Focusing on the important aspects of basketball, training the kid. in the, the summer is the most important mm-hmm, part yeah. of basketball, training and playing. And a lot of times these club teams are trying to get the best kids, all the best yeah. kids on the team, and, and the kids are losing in the situation because yeah. they're not gaining knowledge of the game. Um, they're not getting specific tools that they need. Um, I think it's a great um, – uh, AAU is what helped me. I believe yeah to just get better in the summer. I think it's a great tool if it's used properly. Yeah, and without exploiting the kids. With now you got Nike, Adidas, what team I want? No, just let the yeah. kids put the play. kids on the play. Let on the team. Let them play. Let them get better.
1: How I about agree. you, Fina? How did how did AAU ball um, help you in your college career, or get, get actually get to your college career, and where you are now?
0: Um, it's I'd say AAU has definitely helped me get to where I am now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say it depends what program you're with. You're with. Yeah. yeah I mean, it depends yeah, a lot. And sure. like if your coach knows, has connections. So it just depends where where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd say, you know, AAU has it's good and it's bad because, you know, there's players that, like ESPN Hoop Girls, like that that website. Mm-hmm. Have you guys heard of it? Mm-hmm. ESPN Hoop Girls? I've heard, heard of it, it but I haven't yeah, gone on so, it like, Yeah, so I mean, it shows, it's like, it's like, um, for the guys, like, it has, like, the rankings of girls and, wow. like, four stars, five stars, yeah. Wow. So I feel that, um, I don't know, some girls that are not as talented and don't make that, I, f- I don't know, I just feel it just makes them feel some type of way and yeah. it just, like, yeah. I can they tell look like at your that mental game is pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you don't really pay attention to yeah, that. Yeah, so, but yeah, AAU definitely helped me. So. Yeah, it's just,
1: there's so many AAU teams now. Like, mm-hmm. back then when we were playing, it's just, you have your core four mm-hmm. and yeah. then now it's like you have there's four or five now you have them all mm-hmm. come in and, and joining and, and go on mm-hmm. the same team and then have your little feeder teams mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah. so many teams yeah. now it's like god well, how do you where do you
2: go mm-hmm. you know what yeah. i feel like everybody kind of wants to have a team now i, I when we <laughs> were when we were younger it was okay to i mean i played on uh West Coast All-Stars back when it was around and I played some with FBC and some big tournaments mm-hmm. but for the most part I was on a team called MVP Elite. Has anybody ever heard of it? No. No. <laughs> and it was some of the greatest moments of my life but everyone, every single player on that team got a scholarship. Mm-hmm. It's us. Mm-hmm. And it's because we showed up to play with each other and like you said it wasn't to go find the Nike team it wasn't to go find the Adidas team it wasn't a popularity contest now it's all about how much you market versus even the coaches that can actually have those connections to do something Mm -hmm. I would Mm -hmm. definitely especially for future players look at the programs who came up from nothing who have substantially you know had kids go get scholarship the the Cal Sparks or Mm -hmm. the West Coast Premieres that are around now it's because they came from nothing they're still Mm -hmm. you know but they're still around and they're Still getting kids in and out, mm-hmm. so you know I feel like yeah, AAU really. I got my scholarship because of travel ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Yeah, a lot yeah, of us. I think a lot of us. Travel yeah.
1: ball just saved our lives. I mean, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So halftime is over. Well, let's, go yeah. into, uh, yeah. <laughs> let's go back into. Yeah. Let's <laughs> go back into the, the tournament. Back to the go, tournament. tournament. All right. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for still tuning in on us. Um, so <laughs> the OKC region, Baylor takes Man. the number hey. one seat mm-hmm. and. This was, I guess, another shocking uh, pick, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Um, They lost to West Virginia in the Big 12 tournament, Mm -hmm. and yet they still had the number one seed. Um, Why do you think that they still have that seed and and they're able to play in the OKC uh, region? (laughs) I mean, it's just like they were... (laughs) given that right yeah. away.
3: Somebody's friends with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. No, but Baylor had a very tough schedule. Yes. They had some really big yeah. wins, um, especially uh, beating Texas. That's um, a huge win. It was a big win. And then, you know, Kim Mulkey, she's all fired up saying there's there's no new sheriff in town. You know, they're <laughs> mm-hmm. still making sure that everyone knows Baylor is the team to beat. And um, I don't know, I just feel like the committee, they, they saw something. They saw yeah. those wins um, early on in the season they didn't really punish them for losing in that tournament and um i actually think they deserve it uh okay. yeah they they played well
0: all year they've done well uh, we'll see how they do in the tournament though
1: what do you guys feel about
0: Baylor getting that number um, 1 seed? Well, I personally I enjoy watching their post player Kal- Kalani Brown, 6-7 mm-hmm. six, seven, six, seven. center, oh, six. wow, That's you know. Tight. She, <laughs> yeah, she plays with so much passion don't get
1: that tall. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> sorry. You know, she just she's so dominant in the post, mm-hmm. you know, all they have to do is just lob it, you know. Mm-hmm. She has good hands. Um and just also Alexis Jones the mm-hmm. guard, you know, she's yeah. you know, their her health is kind of a factor cuz I believe she like uh, bruised her knee or something mm-hmm. so but you know they're coming off of a loss mm-hmm. so you know they're just i think giving the um giving them the one seat is just giving them a lot of fuel mm-hmm. and yeah. i believe you know they'll do well in the tournament mhm
2: about you Nash i mean i would like to i think Baylor definitely deserves it uh i mean look at the re- they're 30 and 3 mm-hmm. yeah they're regardless records. of you know their last or the only three losses that they have would i have like to see like even um uh, a Drake in there or or North Carolina State just to stir the pot a bit, yes. But then again, I mean, I, I think that it shows how much Baylor has established themselves and they continue to do so. So you know, I'm not too, I'm not too disappointed in this. Um, Cal's in there. So shout out to Cal, you know, shout out. yeah, another Pack twelve, yeah, bust through mm-hmm. that bubble. I, I want, I want Cal to, I want Cal to, you know. Bust through that bubble, mm-hmm. and they still have a couple of couple of teams that are in there. Mm-hmm. But I think that you know, outside of Baylor, uh, Chattanooga, I mean, mm. has won five straight conference tournaments. Right. I think that they're you know, people don't realize that a lot of it has to do with country sometimes, and their coach has seen thirty NCAA tournaments. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's that's right up there with Pat and and Vanderveer. Yeah. Like, so you know, if it's not Baylor. Or cow, I'm definitely going for for them to you know bring something home with it.
1: One thing I'm I'm kind of nervous about for Baylor. Um, Kim Mulkey said in her last uh, post game interview her bench players they were Mm -hmm. they didn't show up in their game against West Virginia and you need to have a bench presence Mm -hmm. in the tournament Mm -hmm. your star players if they're going to go and compete every single day you're going to have they need some breaks they're Mm -hmm. not going to be as consistent all Mm -hmm. the time you need to have a bench at Mm -hmm. least somebody to have a spark so that's my only I guess point against the the Baylor Bears, I do feel like they they deserve it. Kind of surprising because they did lose to West mm-hmm. Virginia, but um, I don't know. It's just their bench players, they need to step up. I mean, okay. she even said it herself. Yeah. She said, <coughs> "Kim, she said, um, you need to put your big girl panties on." Uh-huh. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's straight up like that.
2: Straight up, <laughs> yeah. straight like that. I mean, Baylor's always been a team that you got a lot to find her fire up under for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been very few teams that ha- at Baylor that haven't gone without a loss. Even if it's just that one loss when they had Brittany Griner, that one loss fueled them all the way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hopefully sure. Baylor's bench sees that, they ride that wave, and they try and see how far they can go with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Another uh, key uh, team that we're going to highlight is Washington. I mean, Kelsey Plum. Of course. Plum. Yeah. She that is a hooper. <laughs> Kelsey Plum. Let me just read. Leading scorer in the nation. She's Pac-12, yep. all-time leading scorer, all-time scoring record. And there has been um people talking about how she has been uh the most complete player since sue bird Mm. how do you guys like that comparison
0: well i mean she her the i don't know what it's called but the 50 40 90 Mm -hmm. shooting 50 percent from the field 40 from the three and 90 from the free throw Mm -hmm. i mean that's 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 amazing um for her to do that that's i just that just it's not much I'm you can say, exactly. right? It's yeah. I mean, the facts show it. The facts show it, so. She gets buckets. She um, does. I think
3: what makes her so hard to defend is uh, she's very shifty. So, um, right, yes. she could hit the three, then she could take it to the basket, then Chantel Okafor, uh, Osahor, excuse me, big girl sent up screens. Um yeah. It, Washington is hard to defend. I, I asked a coach before, like, how do you stop Washington? And she said, I won't say what school. <laughs> you just got to give Plum 40 and hope everyone else doesn't sc- like, you know, yeah, score a lot. And you know, she's mm-hmm. gonna get her buckets. Um, I think that she's a tough guard. Um, what makes Washington team good is they're well coached. They're balanced as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They they do a good job defensively. So I don't know. That comparison is very very. Uh, you know, great, in my opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. Sue Bird is amazing to me. Uh, Sue Bird is, like, the ultimate facilitator. She can (laughs) do everything. And for that comparison to be out there, I think um, that shows a lot about Plum's game and what she brings to the game. So that's cool. I don't know who said that, but...
1: but There has (laughs) been... um, It was actually today, I I heard that... A few analysts have, have done that. And, I mean, th- uh, through Twitter and Instagram and everything or her highlights, they've compared her to the female James, James, Harden, yep. James uh, Harden, which I could see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, lefty. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you what do you think, Nashie, about Kelsey? I mean, you kind of shared a little bit,
2: but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that, what, what she's like 5'7"? She's like 5'8". She, yeah,
0: five seven, five eight. 5'7", 5'8". Yeah, she's yeah. not
2: even at the 5'9 mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll repeat that. She's not <laughs> even at the 5'9 yeah. mark doing this. At Elite <laughs> oh. Division One basketball. She's yeah. a senior, right? She yep. senior.
1: She's she was a Senior. She's 50 points away from breaking another record. I believe that is uh, another scoring record. I'll go back to you on that one. But 50 points away. Jeez. Yeah, like, she
2: wasn't... She's definitely going to get that. She's yeah, gonna she, gonna get she's, that. she's always been a decent player throughout the years. But what she's done is exactly what she said she was going to do. And to me, that's epic epic. If the rest of the Washington team can play with her and not watch her, Mm -hmm. they're going to mess some stuff up in the bracket and in the tournament. Mm -hmm. How can you not
0: not watch her though? (laughs) <laughs> like, it's just,
2: I know, but it's just like, you like, know, Don't like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, she yeah. yeah. can go to work. How do you guard her, works. though? Like,
1: personally, if I have you somebody, don't. like, you don't. do you face guard her? Do you just deny her yeah. the ball? can yeah. Do you, yeah,
2: can't uh, let her catch. can't let her she catch just the just ball, right? Misses, let her catch <laughs> you just, you face guard her. Face guard her their entire game, do a four and one, and then, you know, team prayer before halftime, in between timeouts, and then keep it pushing. Do you think people
3: have
0: not tried that yet, though? I mean, she was getting double-teamed
2: for a while. She's just, Good, yeah. she is like She's a scrappy. consistent Steph Curry. Yes, yeah, she <laughs> moves scrappy. well without the ball. Yeah, she yes, moves really she is everywhere. Well <laughs> she makes me want to go back to school, <laughs> go back to college and be better <laughs> right. than I was before. It's just to see That's her do so that. Pretty.
1: One thing that stands out to me for, for Kelsey Blum is I always look at players off. Outside the court, mm-hmm. and just to see yeah. how they carry themselves. I mean, obviously, I've never, m- I've never met her before. I don't know her personally, but I also, I'm very observant on how they carry themselves on social media. Yeah. And every and, and I've ran across her Instagram and her Twitter, and it's all about her teammates. Her teammates had yeah. a, a great scoring night. She posts a picture with her. Very cool. You yeah. know, it's like she posts a picture with her with her f- kid fans. I mean, she just seems like she's a, just a great all around person. Cool. Yeah, um, definitely. But I, I, I'm picking Washington. I hope Washington's goes Washington's super far and this uh tournament, I mean, just because of her, I think I'm really a huge fan of her. Yeah. So just a shout out
0: to Kelsey Plum, her work her work ethic. Yeah. Yeah. That's what really sets Incredible. her apart. Her work ethic and, you know, not getting comfortable mm-hmm. at where she's at as a player and just w- always getting better. That's what really that's how she's gotten this far.
1: Because okay, she went from her junior from her junior season, she was um she had a great career as well, mm-hmm. but she just became more consistent yeah. mm-hmm. in yes. her senior year, and it's just gosh that you girl. know the game
2: I would like to really see is that Washington versus Mississippi State. That's mm-hmm. the Mississippi State. Oof. Yeah, I would like Let's I would love to see mm-hmm. that game.
1: Um yeah. We'll see how Washington does. Shout out to Kelsey. Last but not least we have the Lexington region, Notre Dame at the number one spot.
2: Woo dunk <sighs> dun dun, dun. Yes.
1: So Notre Dame. Guard heavy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um you know they've always been pretty consistent um with having great guards um, how do you think they will do in in this uh, region? They have they have number two Stanford, they have Texas, and Kentucky all in the same region. Um, what do you guys feel? Uh, about? Lindsay Allen, she uh, does home. a great
3: yeah, job of leading that team. Very 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 good leader. But I'm also a friend of um, Brianna uh, Turner. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing talent and mm-hmm. um, in inside uh, skill, left and right. Just big girl rebounding um, Moffitt McGraw like she always has consistent teams. You know, she's consistently playing the Yukon's playing the Tennessee's playing the uh tough teams and she her her, her teams really take on her personality just tough mm-hmm. uh relentless uh and uh, I think uh with Allen at the helm, I think that they'll go far. Um they have a lot of experience and well coached.
1: She sees the floor very well, too, and she leads the ACC in assists, Mm -hmm. by the way. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm excited to see Notre Dame. What do you guys think about them?
2: I mean, I think that they're pretty much just like, you know, I think that Stanford's definitely going to give them a run for the money. That's that, I mean. I feel out in what a pack
0: twelve. Wow. Wow. Here we go. Yeah, I'm not
2: okay. gonna lie. I would, I would <laughs> love to see. I, w- I was screaming heavily the last time Stanford won it all. You know, I would love to see that again mm-hmm. for sure. And I think that, I think that Stanford's gonna take over Notre Dame. I think sure. that a lot of people are so Notre Dame heavy right now. Um, But I think from the rest of the bracket going on, I see that we got Kansas State in there. Mm-hmm. Mount Sac Mountie just signed to Kansas State, so hopefully they win one game. Show a little plug in there for her. Good job, KJ. Um, but, you know, overall, I'm seeing Stanford. This whole bracket, Notre Dame is good, but that's going to be the biggest game for Stanford right there because I feel that Stanford's loss and the losses that they've had are just, had just been like learning points, just like quick flashes, wake-up call, because they're still developing a lot of things within their system. Um, but I really feel that Stanford is going to overtake Notre Dame a little bit.
1: What do
2: you think about Notre Dame?
0: To uh, Notre kind of Dame, of like Noel said, her, the point Lindsay Allen. That's who, that's mm-hmm. who it starts with. Uh, she knows she knows her teammates. She knows when to give them the ball. Mm-hmm. She, like you said, looks like she leads the ACC in assists. Um, they're just team like collectively. Like they play they play team defense. They're mm-hmm. so disciplined yeah. mm-hmm. and they they're just consistent. And it's like I said, it starts with the point guard.
2: So yeah, with Lindsay Allen. I mean, she's, uh, she's the veteran leadership on Notre Dame alone. is just, it's, it's incredible, Mm -hmm. but especially for Lindsay Allen, her first look is to facilitate her first look past first point guard. Yeah. 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 And the fundamentals, even on the passes, she doesn't do tricky passes. Mm-hmm. She doesn't do sketchy passes. She doesn't go for the flashy showboats. Mm-hmm. The way she pans the floor when she moves is effortless. So in order for Stanford to even try and give Notre Dame a run for the money, they're going to have to really get in their face. They're going to have to shut that vision down. Mm-hmm. But if they if they allow Lindsey Allen to go at it, they're going to take L. Mm-hmm.
1: True or false, the point guard position is the most important position in basketball.
0: True. 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 Why? Because being at the point guard spot, um, you're you're like the quarterback of the football team. Mm-hmm. Your teammates are looking at you. You you're the one that you have to lead by example. You have to be the hardest worker on the team. You have to be everything so because you're like the you're like the spokesperson for your like the coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um yeah being the being the point guard that's the most important role on the team
3: you also have to know everyone else's Mm -hmm. position Mm -hmm. as a
0: point guard and a
3: lot of times um you know it's not sometimes post players they only have to know one position guards sometimes at the wing only one but a point guard needs to know where each and every Mm -hmm. player is um also it's the mental aspect of it just they're the floor general they're the leaders um in every other way not just physically but mentally Mm -hmm. Bringing the team together when it needs to, to be brought together, speaking up and saying things.
2: Just the general out right. there. Yeah. I agree. I feel that, you know, at any level, the point guard is the most, you know. It, they're the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You have the ball the most out of anybody. Yeah. You call the plays. You run the plays while everyone's tired and running down court. They look back at you coming up with it. They look at you breaking the press. They look at you with the turnovers, with getting fouled, with getting hacked, and they also look to see if you get back off the ground. Mm-hmm. So if you start, you know, messing up on running plays, that changes the entire dynamic of the team. Like even on the lower level circuits, like a team like Mount Sac. They just want a, another back-to-back state championship team. But every single year, out of eight state championships, if they don't have the point guard position on lock, they're never there. Mm-hmm. They're, they can't contend. And you can always win a championship game without a center. Because mm-hmm. yes. you can outwork, you can outbox, and you can out-rebound other teams, but you cannot out-facilitate them. One more thing to add.
3: The point guard is the
2: extension of the coach. Yes. Mm-hmm. So
3: it's like, you know, the coach isn't on the court. The point guard is. But mm-hmm. it's up to the point guard to, to have that a connection with the coach to know. You know, sometimes you're not able to verb- verbally communicate. I already know what's, what the coach is feeling. I'm going to run this. We're going to do this. So of the coach.
1: Just yeah, to piggyback on uh, what all uh, you guys say, I think it's also important for the point guard to know her players not only their sweet spots and where they with the ball, but also to know them off the court as mm, well. I feel true. like building a relationship with your teammates, um, you know, it's, it it shows on the court. If very you true. obviously don't like each other off the court, you're not really going to pass mm. it. Or yeah. if there's something that's, that's going to you're going to see some a little difference between the two. So I do feel the point. Guard, I'm glad we all agree that the point guard <laughs> is the, <laughs> the uh, most important. I position. would like to hear the counter argument. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, right, I you I've you heard, I've heard different I've heard um, um, uh, got in a sh- uh, the best player which is like the shooting guard or uh, um, okay. three guard whoever yeah. is getting the ball more like the scoring m- the yeah. highest the I'm th- like what
0: has <laughs> to be <laughs> who's gonna mm. pass them the ball yeah, <laughs> yeah. get them it's those just those like, like oh I
1: could just have a pass first point guard just pass nah. to the ball and I'm good I'm like mm. <laughs> yeah, nah. I don't know yeah. Yeah. Uh, but last question before we end our show for the night it's crazy how it time went by but so fast. quickly wow. super wow. quickly Men's basketball tournament, okay? Mm-hmm. So, there's so many upsets in the bracket. My bracket was done last year it <laughs> the first <laughs> round. <laughs> Crazy, right? Yeah. Why is the, the men's basketball tournament so unpredictable, but yet women's basketball seems to be very traditional? You have your same top four teams mm-hmm. that get to the top four, mm-hmm. and the winner mm-hmm. has been you gone for a minute. But... Um, why is the diff- What's the difference? Like, wh- what's going on with that?
3: You have to understand that men's college basketball—all those guys—are one and done. Yeah, so yeah, they don't have true. time to build up the chemistry, build up a program like a women's program. We can't go nowhere, mm-hmm. so we're going. We, we're <laughs> yeah. staying all yeah, four years. That's true. So we have time to build so, to build something up. Men—they're unpredictable because they don't know each. other. They get like half of a year, if that, to prepare with one another, and then. Yeah. Play your season, and then you're in your tournament. And by the end of the year, everybody's tired. You need one game to win. Mm-hmm. That's it. And so I
0: think that has a lot to do with the unpredictability of it. What
1: do you guys feel?
0: That's uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like when Noel said, just men's basketball. Like they're they're all like pretty much majority one and done. So it's like not like they can really build a team mm-hmm. structure and like team. Um, I don't know what the word is. Mm-hmm. But just with women, I mean we. It's I don't know it I don't know how to explain it it's just so hard because yeah. like we know what to expect mm-hmm. um, but yeah that's
2: a, that's I mean strange. I feel like it it ties down to to three things age opportunity and emotion okay. I mean you have Mason the third who I believe just got MVP um, of of his conference like yeah. yeah yeah but at the end of the day he was a 22 year old freshman mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got guys that are coming in, preparing, staying back later to just do the one and done. So with that being said, like they touched on, they come in, they're only here for a year to try and get to the next level. So you have a big age gap. So that chemistry is going to be off and on. You're always going to have a constant fluctuation of players Mm. every single year. That's insane. To see high-profile teams still be in it to Mm. win it the way that they are, like high-ranked teams like Duke or... Kansas or Kentucky. That's crazy. Every single year, you're just boom, you're in it and you're up there. And I think the last thing is, you know, women always play with emotion year round. Mm -hmm. Men always are more on the logical aspect, you know, buckle down. But women are used to that. So that's why you don't see as many upsets. You see upsets in efforts with, Mm -hmm. you know, demeanor with women's basketball. But the men, you don't see that that flair, right. that uncontrollable emotion until you're going home. Yeah. Until it's yeah. do or die and you have to win this. It's take it all or nothing. So I think that women are more steady on that aspect. Yeah. yeah, they're more coachable. They're more balanced because we've always had that emotion. I mean, you can have a, a a messed up day and you can play with way more emotion and score like 30 points as a woman. <laughs> and with yeah. men, it doesn't really you know, work out that way. Either you're always scoring that much or you're not. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's a variation for That's sure. True.
1: I agree. I do, I do feel uh, I know his point is, is the, the one and done, you know, them going to the league and just building a team chemistry. I mean, yeah. Gino, Pat, Muffet, Kim, they didn't build. They It took them a, a while to build their program. And, and, yeah. they, and the thing about these coaches, the great coaches of women's basketball, they stick to their plan. Mm. And yeah. they, if you have a player that doesn't go with it, you're gone. You're gone. Right? Yeah. As opposed to, oh, I have the top recruit in in um, the the world mm-hmm, and yeah. they're, they they want to come in and they're going to start playing differently. Oh, no, 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 no. no. You're going to go to a different school mm-hmm. and I feel like that's going to be different on the men's it side. Is. You it have is. a great player. He comes, he gets recruited. They're, they're the top player that they're playing. They're playing more. Mm-hmm. Certain coaches, I don't think that they will play them but I think for, for the coaches in women's basketball, you have your top coaches they stick to their program. They know what works Mm. and it works. Yeah, Yeah. that's (laughs) true. It's very, very true. So, um, so thank you guys for, for breaking down the women's, um, bracket. I appreciate you guys for joining in guys. Uh, we're not going to go for predictions yet. We're going to wait till the final four and come back. Um, Guys, thank you for tuning in tonight. I mean, send us your predictions, send us your thoughts uh, about women's basketball and uh, how everything's going to go this season or this March badness. Uh, game start, I believe, on Friday. Friday. Yep. Uh, yes. So make sure 17? you tune in. Yes, yep. make sure you tune in and follow with us. I'm your host, Reina Ale. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Raina underscore Ale. And then we have Nashi over here. Where can we find you on Instagram and Twitter?
0: Uh,
2: Instagram, Twitter, go, go, Nashi.
1: And then we have Serafina Malupe.
0: Yes, hi. Um, Instagram, (laughs) you can find me. Fina, F-I-N, double A underscore three. And Twitter, F-I-N-A underscore M-A-U-L-U-P-E three.
1: And, guys, before I uh, go on to Noel, make sure you guys tune in and watch Fina play next season. All she right. has one more team. We got to tune in, in, and, in and, and watch her.
2: next Yes. Year. yes. yes. That's, That's the goal. Yes. Next yes.
1: year, we're going to talk about That's you. Yes. That's <laughs>
3: right.
2: <laughs> make <laughs> me pick a local team.
1: And last but not least, know we yes. where we can find you on an Instagram or uh, social media? Only
3: Twitter. I am so LA 45 five.
1: And make sure you guys follow all things AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channels. And again, share this discussion, comment. We like to debate. Uh, and find us on find us on your social media handles. And you know, talk to us basketball. We like talking mm-hmm. about basketball, yeah. right? Yes. See you guys next time.